Hello, hello there. My name is Maru, and with my co-host Corey, and we are the Real Guys. And this is Siren Radio, and this is the Real Show with two E's. We've got a packed show for you today for this special broadcast because every broadcast is indeed very special to us. We are your number one platform on the airways and YouTube for pop culture, film, and television discussion. As always, I'm accompanied by my co-host Corey. How are you doing today, Corey? I'm doing very well, thank you. Very well indeed. Welcome to the sort of grand expansion of The Real Show. We're on Instagram, on The Real Show FM, and on Twitter at The Real Show FM as well. We're also on uh, Google, Apple, and Spotify, and Amazon, and everywhere you get your podcasts from. We're there. Let's start it off. Right, so this had just come off of WandaVision. Very good, WandaVision. It, it was, and it was, a, it was a difference from Wonder. WandaVision visually was a like confusing thing of you don't for like three episodes you don't know what's going on it's black and white it's going up decades and it's this more visually interesting thing falcon and winter soldier starts you off with like these massive attacks going on and it throws you straight in there straight away set I hate to bring up mephisto again but there's, <laughs> there's none of that going on you know well, actually, what's happening i think there was because it didn't happen early no there was no sort of early theory of uh, who's who's doing this but there was sort of theories as it went on especially to do with the more the more enigmatic characters such as Zemo and the sort of infamous power broker who was mentioned throughout the series first episode I liked it the first episode yes definitely uh, it familiarizes us with a world that is post endgame post snap or blip as they called it captain america is gone captain america has retired and sam wilson is working for the u.s military as the falcon it really throws you into it um, bucky has the is it the first episode or is it the second one where he like we see him getting therapy and it's revealed that like there's there's the there's the three rules of therapy and he doesn't call anyone doesn't talk to anyone and no he goes and gets food with his neighbor but he gets a different type of therapy, doesn't he? Mm. Because someone is in this uh, is in this show, and it's the Wakandan. Ao is in this show, played by the same actress, and she's really she was one of my favourite parts of the show because yeah, that vibranium arm did come from Wakanda. It did. And yeah, Zemo is responsible for the death of Wakanda's king. It's basically the Wakandans again. They had a cool action scene with uh, the new Captain America or US agent. So. Also, we get, some, we get more returning characters in the first episode. We get Don Cheadle as War Machine. He's back. Sharon Carter, as I mentioned. The good thing about this is, and the good thing about the Marvel TV shows in general, is that you can still kind of not get who people are, but they still fill in the gaps of, here's why they're here, here's what they did, so you still know what's going on. Like, even if, if you didn't watch Black Panther, right, if you, if you skip Black Panther for whatever reason, it's a good film, but if you skip Black Panther, you would know why the Wakandas are here. It's, it's explained through the show. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to see them back. Someone else I'm glad to see back, is Daniel Brawl as uh, Baron Helmut Zemo mm. from Captain America Civil War. Part of his involvement is to take them to Madripoor and also to add a little bit of tension in there when the Dormilato show up with Bucky. Winter Soldier breaks him out of prison. Falcon knows nothing about it. Yeah, no, that episode, was. I thought that episode was going to be entirely dedicated to breaking Zemo out of prison. No, it happens very quick. There's only six episodes in this series. There is. less than one division. So I thought... Right, well, this will be like a filler episode. We'll get much. They're like, oh, they'll spend time breaking Zemo. No, they break it straight away. It's yeah. one sequence. <laughs> Sam and Bucky have a little bit of an argument about why he's out. And then it's it's almost like, essentially, Zemo knows somewhat what to do. He kind of takes charge throughout most of this. He does, he does, yeah. And he's good, he's business. He looks like comic Zemo. There's a lot more 
comic accuracy in the TV series. Oh, yeah, definitely. We had to wait sort of the entire series of WandaVision to get Wanda's comic accurate <laughs> Scarlet Witch. I was more happy to see Vision's comic outfit, to be honest. Since we're on the topic of comic convers- uh, comic, comic conversations, comic costumes, you know, right, so you know at the end, again, spoilers, if you haven't figured out the spoilers in this, the spoilers in this, you know at the end when it's revealed that US Agent is US Agent? Yes, And he is. comes out wearing like the same outfit, but different colours. Mm-hmm. I'm aware that in the comic, that's what he looks like. Yes, However, yeah, US Agent does. Yeah. It was a little bit not confusing, but like he's just he just looks the same but different. You know what? He he got right. He got the actor himself. Wyatt Russell got a lot of hate when this was kicking off. You can hate the character as much as you like, but never go after the actor or that because that's what that's why Jack. I think his name's Jack Gleason, the guy that played Joffrey in Game of Thrones. That's why he's not working anymore. Because bless him, he put. He played evil so well. What's the thing? Because I really, I really, really enjoyed John Walker in this. Yeah, he's a love, he's a love to hate character. This new Captain America, you know, oh yeah, truth, justice, and the American way. I fight for America, and then he's going to decapitate someone with his shield, and then he's going to kick somebody so hard they die, you know, that kind of thing. Captain America, more like, more like decapitate, decapitate America, decap. Okay, that see that would have been okay if you managed to get it out properly. <laughs> That joke just fell completely, completely flat. Um, no, I mean, I can I have another go? Can I sure, go for it. Oh dear, Captain America, more like decap decapitation America. Right, okay, there you go. <laughs> it's not even funny. No, but I, I you know what, I, I, I enjoyed him being in it. I, it makes sense that okay. Falcon's given up the shield. We're going to bring someone in who's won loads of medals in the army and whatever. I liked... What was his, like, companion's his, name? His friend's name, Battlestar. That's it. I know it was Star something. I can't remember his name. Battlestar, who's also been a Captain America as well. Yes, I liked his uh, involvement and the connection they had. Compared to WandaVision, I feel like this show leaves more going forward. Because, like, at the end of this, not only is now Falcon Captain America, and not only do Falcon and Winter Soldier have more of a relationship, but we also now have, like, another villain. Yes, but I don't... Like, this isn't any detriment to, to WandaVision. Hmm. For WandaVision, there was only two people, maybe three, you could really think about, and that was Wanda, yeah. Vision, yeah. And, Ag- and Agatha. Everybody else... Maybe not, you know, Monica Rambeau, Shaw, Agent <laughs> Agent Jimmy Woo, yeah, all right, Darcy, yeah, okay. Because in WandaVision, you were jumping around so much outside the Hex, inside the Hex, what's going on in the TV show, what's what's Monica Rambeau becoming Captain Marvel, that kind of thing. But here we have a lot more centralised story of, yeah, in a way, it is all about Captain America. It's the legacy of Captain America. It's his shield. By the way, I don't know if you know, because I, I, try, I think I tried to Google it when I watched the episode, you know when US Agent makes his own shield? He's a very, very crafty man if he can make his own shield. <laughs> also, what's it made out of? Metal. He seems to throw it. He seems to throw it well enough. Does he, like, manage to get his hands on some vibranium or something? Actually, I think in the comics, uh, the shield is made out of vibranium and adamantium. So. Yeah, because he can just, you know, get his hands on some of that somewhat easily. Of course, of course he can. The most, what, the most <laughs> precious metal, rarest metal in the world yeah. that Noble Contents have. Yeah, sure. But let's go on to another sort of pseudo-villain of the show, mm. and that is Aaron Kellyman's Carly uh, Morgenthau, who is the leader of the Flag Smashers. I, pref- I prefer, was it Red Hand they were called? Yeah, I think in the comics I think they were called Red Hand. I prefer Red Hand. 
Right, well, Carly Morgenthau in the comics is Captain Anarchy. Uh, she has the serum. The serum's a big, yes. big factor in this show. It is. Everyone's coming after the serum, right? Uh, you may have recognised Erin Kellyman from something else, Corey. Did you recognise her from something else? It didn't strike me, no. Right. Her f- solo a Star Wars story. Right, okay, yeah, that makes sense. A Blackbird film out of my memory. Yeah, yeah. She's She plays Emphis Nest, the leader of the Cloud Riders. The, the Cloud Riders? Yeah, I think they're named the Cloud Riders. Leader of the Cloud Smashers. The Cloud... The cla- <laughs> See, that, that's how you do a joke, Corey. <laughs> The Cloud Smashers, yeah. It's another subgroup with another stupid name. I don't know what. Well, that's, that, that's just her thing. Like, um, if you go on IMDb, like, people have, like, things they're known for. Like, Jack Black has expressive eyebrows listed. That's yeah, Erin probably... Kellyman's going to be uh, the young the young female leader of a group with a stupid name. Yeah. But they play that. They, they play almost the same beats as Solo, as, as Emphis Nest, in a way. And unlike, you know, Emphis Nest, Carly Morgenthau dies at the end of this. Spoilers. She does. She gets shot. She does, she's shot by Aaron Carter, and who turns out to be the power broker. No, yes. it wasn't General Ross. No, it wasn't Bruce Banner. Hold on, hold it on. Was... Do people actually think it was Bruce Banner? Yes, that's something I've seen. Oh, God. Let's go, let's go, <laughs> let's go away from Carly Morgenthau for a minute. Yeah. And let's go over to Sharon Carter and the power broker. Yes. Now, what were the stuff I saw that, you probably saw the one where people thought it was General Ross, Red Hawk. Yeah, which I wouldn't have minded. Right, yeah, because I know he's going to be in Black Widow, so that makes sense. Some people thought it was Nick Fury. There was loads of, loads of ones. Um, but it turns out a, um, a Nick Fury character type shows up. Yes. Uh, we get uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus as um, Valentina De- or De Fontaine, as she was called, uh, Contessa. Her name was very charming and very. Uh, she plays it sort of like Nick Fury played it in the early days, where he's very you know swaggering and oh I'm gonna make you a superhero. That, that type of thing. We go from um, the sort of the start of the series to the characters to the events of the series. And I mean, one of the other things in this show that I quite enjoyed was the amongst the actual kind of whole plot of the six episodes, you kind of had smaller stuff going on. You had Sam trying to fix the boat. You had uh, Bucky and his therapy. And then you had... Yeah. Um, Isaiah Bradley, who came in, I want to say second or third episode, and then yes, yeah, that was very, that was the more emotional, so very real world side of yeah. the fact that there was this black captain America, and there was this gentleman who had fought in the war and never got any recognition for it. I appreciate the fact, especially because of Sam's monologue in that last episode, yes, and what actually happens to Isaiah at the end of the series. That I'm so glad you brought it up, by the way. Um, that we get this, we get this final scene of him actually being honoured in the same museum as Captain America, and then being honoured for what he did as well. I mean, you hear about so many black icons these days, who, like um, the three women who helped. Uh, there was a film about them, I think. The three women who helped to launch, help launch the rockets into space, right? Yeah, uh, Hidden Figures and... is the film. Pardon? The film's called Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. And so many other black figures who are lost by history simply because we don't know about them. That's one of the things with Marvel and with the TV series in particular is that they challenge, like, tough subjects and they bring it into actual yes. stuff. Especially this series, yes. I really enjoyed the series for what it did and I really hope it keeps doing that. And, like, obviously, yeah, we mentioned before, Bucky has PTSD in all mm. of this. 
which affects him. It gets uh, re- um, revealed that his neighbour, who he keeps having food with, he kills his son, or he killed his son. Who his neighbour, who Brocky keeps having um, you know, dinner with, mm. and then we find out through a flashback that the Winter Soldier, which, which is what he was, yeah. the Winter Soldier killed his son, and there's a lot of grief between there. So yeah, it tackles race and PTSD and the fact that uh, the fact that these issues they shouldn't be ignored, but instead they should be focused on and almost made pivotal to these these characters. Like this is what happens to them in the real world, you know. This is yeah. what these sort of events excuse me, this is what these sort of events actually bring on. So I say more power to it. Yes, yeah, it's great. I mean I know one division tackled some of us as well, and I know that this did. It's it's something that it's something that I'm glad Marvel are doing, and it's yes, something yes, that I, I hope appears in other stuff as well. Yeah. So let's let's move on from uh, that subject and let's go to uh, our actual real ratings for this. Yeah. Uh, for for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it is getting another series, and it will be renamed to I think. Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Is it a little bit higher than what you did so, last time? Yes. So it's it's higher than 7.5. But this is my conundrum, right? So we, me and you both agreed on one division, what we gave one division, right? Yes. We both gave it an 8.5. I prefer Falcon and Winter Soldier. I get the feeling you prefer one division. Your powers of your powers of perception <laughs> and your powers of, of sight, uh, your psychic powers have prevailed once again, Corey. Yes, yes, I do. I do like mm. Falcon and Winter Soldier very much. I feel like it's an amazing series, but with WandaVision, I felt like it connected. I don't know. It just connected to me slightly more. I'll give it. Yeah, I'll give it a nine. Why not? Nine. I'm gonna go for an eight, which is just a point below. Which is a point below, and it only loses a point five. And that is that is that point five could go could have gone to anything. I was gonna so. say we've we've literally both gone point five above and below. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm going to recommend my weekly rep this week. You may be wondering, Corey, what perhaps it is. Oh, I'm I'm definitely wondering uh, what it is. Yes, uh, and it is. It's a film that gives Captain America a lot of action. It's a film that gives Falcon a lot of action. It is indeed Avengers: Age of Ultron. Ah, so the android. Yes, the android. Not uh, the not not the alien, not the wizard, but the android. Exactly. I, right. Okay. I was looking for that. Uh, that's a joke somewhere. <laughs> um, so it is uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Of course, Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr., uh, the legend himself, the man that started the MCU, mm. uh, creates Ultron, played by James Spader, to, to be the suit of armor around the world. But it uh, Ultron rebels, and Ultron creates his own army, lifts Sokovia, and also Sokovia. Very pivotal to this show. Where Zemo's from. Zemo is a uh, Zemo's father was the Baron of Sokovia, so it sets up loads of stuff. I, I imagine you've seen it maybe a couple of times. Uh, I've seen it once. All oh, right, I've probably seen it about twice. Maybe I caught it on probably television. The second I've time. I've seen it once, and it was a while ago. <laughs> yeah, me too. It came out in twenty fifteen. So, yeah, exactly. And Age, Age of Ultron, I feel like was the was the only rep I had to choose. Yeah, I could have gone with Captain America film, but. Everything that is in WandaVision, and especially Captain America Winter Soldier, is... Oh, sorry, Falcon and Winter Soldier. God, I always get <laughs> I knew I'd do it. I knew I'd say it It's, it's fine. Um, what will happen is, when, when the second season comes out, if we end up reviewing that, you'll then start calling it Falcon and Winter Soldier. 
Yeah, yeah, but with Falcon and Winter Soldier, it really hinges on the event, the events of Age of Ultron. Zemo's from Sokovia, you get the Sokovia Memorial, you get um, teaser there, teasers to Wakanda in Age of Ultron, because that's where Claw is from. Then it's expanded on in later films like Black Panther, which is also amazing. Go and see that if you haven't. So that is my uh, weekly rec. It is Avengers Age of Ultron, and it will get um, seven reels. Okay, not bad, not bad. Seven reels for the collaborative effort of of all the actors in the MCU, uh, for the uh, very well written and Ultron's great. Also, I'm a big Andy Circus fan, like Steve Claw. I just, I yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm a big fan of the Avengers films, Avengers Assemble, the first one, or just the Avengers, and Avengers Age of Ultron, and especially Infinity War and Endgame. They're my two favorites. So, but my 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 weekly rec this week is Avengers Age of Ultron. And stick around, listen to some more stuff. We're really good and funny sometimes. So it's a goodbye from me, goodbye, and a goodbye from Corey. Goodbye.